All right, we're doing this again. We'll do it live, damn it. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode six of Audio Discord Podcast. Um, I don't know. I'll let Anthony explain it. What are we doing today? He's, he's not. <laughs> see, like, he, oh, yeah, see, uh, why, why do you have a lot of noise coming from us? Like, 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 like you have teapots clanking? Because he's trying to eat. Man's trying to have breakfast, man. Yeah, oh, I'm right. eating, sorry. Oh, and corn is eating. I'm, I'm, I'm literally eating corn right now. <laughs> Are you eating corn right now? Yes, I am. <laughs> is that like is that like cannibalism? Uh, it's safe. It's safe. It's safe. You you're eating corn, yeah. and you're corn. Sh- shall we wait for you to finish eating? No, we. Well, I, I hope he's recording right now. I, I, think I am recording. Right this is great. I'll, I'll just stop eating. Yeah, yeah, before. yeah. I, I mean, no, no, you don't have to. Just finish your corn, man. Corn, just finish your corn. But there's quite a lot left. It's like one for. Ah, uh, just uh, whatever. Stop pause eating your corn, Anthony. What what are you talking about today? I... All right, today we're talking about the our recommended picks for the different price ranges. Go. So there you go. We have a, a, a recommended list. Yeah, this is gonna be more of like a performance price to performance ratio and what we think the best at each category is. Thank you, thank you so much. I'm glad one of us is in the meeting. Uh, so. Um, why do I do I want even want to introduce my co-host at this point? Like it's just like no. I think I deserve an introduction. You you deserve an introduction? Yeah. Fine. First off, we have the least popular Avenger that he quit his job as Ant Man. He's doing a podcast with me now. How are you doing, Scott Lane? Great. And second, you have the guy that's eating himself. I call it cannibalism, but he just call it something else. I am the butter to his corn. How are you doing, corn? Hello, hello. <laughs> and the third is, I think he's probably just a smarter and more like eloquent version of me, and he he likes to explain things to me when I'm being stupid. How are you doing today, Ken? Yeah, great. There you go. How would you like your intro? Should we just start? Like, you know, okay. But a more serious part, like I, I think we're we're dividing this up into two parts, and the first part will be um, under one hundred, uh, and. And also 100 to 500, that would be the first part. And on the second part of this podcast, yes, another two-parter, we're doing 500 to 1,000 and over 1,000. So we're going to start on with part one, like, again, under 100. Uh, and again, I haven't really heard too many of these cheap IEMs. So why don't we start with uh, Blonde03, which is actually the cheapest IEM on the list with $35. Um, Anthony, you have a re- review on that, don't you? Yeah, I reviewed it a couple months ago. And? And? Uh, so, I, personally, I it's it's probably the most hyped up IEM on the market right now, at least for the uh, under $100 uh, range. And, you know, f- I personally don't like it too much, but I understand why it's so popular. Um, for, you know, $30 to $40, it's, it sounds good. I mean, for the price range, it sounds, um, uh, you know, very pleasing. It's got a good good amount of bass, which I think a lot of people like, and it it's not overly harsh. Um, so it, it's got a sound I think a lot of people like, and um, it's got a nice build quality. Uh, there, you know, there's some issues around, um, I guess, QC and and uh, repeatability of the of the sound signature. Um, I think. Critical measured uh, several of them, and each one measured slightly differently. 
but I think overall it's a really good price to performance package that um, it's hard to come by for that price range. Right, but but I think uh, I have not heard of it, and but all the interaction I have with it being brought up in like you know in the community there always leaves me like a very sour taste in my mouth. And tell me, Ken, is it the giant killer that's killing 12T and Z1R? No For way, those... no way, not at all. It's not a giant killer. No, no. So no, so you're saying? No. Are you telling me that I can't get the performance of a Z1R out of a thirty-five dollar IEM? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, no way, no way in hell, no oh, way. Oh wow, hell. you're crushing, crushing my dream, man. So, so why isn't it like? I mean, people, and you told me that before that the graph looks really nice, right? So, so like, what's the shortcoming of, of like this IEM? Like, what's the problem here? Right, the the the, the tone is good, the tuning is good. Um, well, if you get a good copy, at least. Right, the tuning but that you got. Even with the worst copy, the tuning is generally fine. Like the tone. It's fine, like what Anne said, you get a good amount of bass, but the, the greatest shortcoming is the lack of technicalities. There's next to no technicalities in it. So, so resolution, uh, staging, imaging, it's next to nothing. But in a grand scale of things, looking at this price tier, you shouldn't be ex expecting much technicalities in the first place. So it is in a recommended list because, yeah, it, it does what it's intended for. Corn, you you are a tone man. You obviously you don't like technicalities because you hate the VX. What do you think? <laughs> um, I find it a little um upper bass bloated, just a little, which I find that it might be the problem with its technical uh ability, where most it it does sound a little bit bloated, so it might leave the impression of um that uh the imaging isn't as precise as it should be. Yeah, but if not, I, I do hold the, the same uh, thoughts as uh, Pencil regarding the ocean. Yeah, so I, I think, I think like, you know, it's, it's worth maybe, from what you guys are saying, $30 $35. Um, but, but I think that's all there is to it. And uh, it's, there's not too many IEMs on this list, on, on the uh, below 100 list. And, you know, Blown is the, the cheapest Blown. blown I, I call it Blown. <laughs> Building the Legend of Nobles 03 is worth $35. But, you know, speaking of mid-base bloat, we have the next entry, the, the second uh, least expensive, the Sony MH755. Uh, and the, the, the IEM that Critical um, pop popularized, if you want to call it, uh, actually the, one of the few IEMs I have under in that cap price category, uh, and Ken is the original show for that IEM. Why don't you go first on that one? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I've been using it for, for many years. And when I got into the hobby, I met Quinn and like, hey, you know, this is one of one my, my old year old, phones and you know, check it out. You know, this, just to give him understanding what I have been listening. And, and he said, oh, wow, this, this is actually not bad. And, and then it went on to the list and, you know, the rest is history. So, uh, yeah, I got it part of a, a, a Bluetooth headset. Uh, it is it is it is pleasing. Uh, tune it as lots of bass. I like I like lots of bass. You know, so for this price, it's as good as it get. And it's uh sub bass uh, centric, sub bass focus um IEM. So it has lesser mid bass as compared to the three earphones that that Sony give, which is the MH seven fifty, and 
that's it. It just goes up to 8K, 8 kilohertz, and it drops off this. Whatever it is for this price, it is good. And there's nothing else really that, 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 that gives this signature in this price range. So it is here. Yeah, and, and, and it is a very popular recommendation amongst the, you know, the, the, the budget Fi audio community, you know, like Reddit or whatever. People say like, oh, it's a $6 IEM, but, but uh, if you want a real pair, you do have to like buy the, the $40 receiver just to, um, you know, just to make sure that you get something that's, you know, more matching, like, like channel matching. That's, that's like a better channel matching, isn't that right? Yeah, so um, the this product is actually not sold on its own for most part of its product life. So there was a short period where they actually had the box retail a box of, of the MHN55, but that was just like, I think, not even half a year, and it's not even in, the, in every country. But it, it is originally to be part of a Bluetooth headset. I mean, not just one. There are a few models of Bluetooth headsets that, 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 that will come with this, uh, this, this, this year phones. And whatever that that people can find on the market that are loose pairs of well six dollars or ten dollars or whatever they are they are spare parts they are from the service center they're from the parts there because it's not meant to be sold on its own because if it is it's in the retail box which is very rare and of course it the channel the channel matching for mine was good well, well it's, it's broken now but you know we're still working yeah the the, the, the when 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 great measure the channel matching was good and yeah, it's definitely genuine because it comes in a retail box with the Bluetooth headset. So if you want something that is guaranteed, just buy the original Bluetooth headset from the Sony store and you'll be fine. Corn, anything to add? You know, uh, I think you like travel too much and this has that weird travel roll off. Uh, actually, I tried it like a month back or so uh, before this whole Corona thing happened. Uh, when I first tried it like many, many months ago, I'm talking like probably like a year ago. Um, I wore it on here and I didn't go really deep and I thought it sounded very shouty and like crap. Um, yeah, fast forward uh, about one or two months ago, I tried, I tried it again and I put it over here and so I pushed for very, very deep feet. It sounded so much better. So um, my opinion of 755 has uh, been more positive lately and I just find it a tad bassy. Other than that, uh, the shoutiness doesn't really uh, occur, occur to me after I deep fitted it. So yeah, that's something I wanted to talk about that about the the seven five five sound sounding better when it's deep fitted. Uh, have you heard the seven five five, Anthony? I don't think you have. Yes, I have. I have one. Oh, do you uh, really? I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, I haven't really written a review or anything on it, but I I have had it for a couple of years now. Uh, I actually did own one many years ago when I I used to have I used to buy the um, Sony Bluetooth adapters back I don't know almost over ten years ago now, uh, and they came with you know earlier versions of that that um, headphone or or earphone back then. Um, my my personal opinion is uh, it's not really my thing, just like the blonde isn't. Um, but you know for I think about seven dollars what I paid for on eBay a couple of years ago. It's pretty, pretty good price. Um, you, you really can't find anything for that. Uh, that sounds like that at that price range. Um, my biggest uh, issues with it is I don't like super heavy bass and 
this one, you know, this this IEM has really really heavy bass, which I which I don't like. Um, and also the the way that it you wear it, it seals off really really well. So there's a lot of uh, kind of a vacuum sucking um, experience that my ears just do not like. Uh, I can only wear these for a few minutes without without feeling. Uh, I guess claustrophobic or, or feeling like my ears getting sucked in. So those are the, the my biggest problems with the, the IM, but there's nothing really um, really wrong with it besides those two things for me. Um, I feel like the I'm oh, sorry, I feel like the blonde uh, BLO3 is like an improved version of MH755, but no, some people will disagree with me, but I, I feel like it's a, an improvement over it. And so you want to say something about that compared to the blonde? Uh, well, I mean, the 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 blonde has lesser bass, and there's no technicalities. I like bass. I'll take a 755. <laughs> Are you saying that 755 have better technicality as well? or like? Uh, to I... me, yes. That's, that's the, the, okay, the, the copy I heard, because blonde is, is, a, is a lottery, right? So right. Like, some, some, some folks got a better technicalities one with a slightly different tuning but it's still good enough you know and stuff like that so the one i heard uh technical this was pretty subpar but for 755 mm. well whichever 755 i heard as long as it's original they pretty much sound the same so yeah uh, yeah i i think i think you're right i i have i have a um i have a modded pair of, of 755 uh that shout out to phil that he he I, that i stole from him so i got it for free and I do like it a lot, but like the problem with like again, as as Anthony would mention that there's a lot of like, like that, like you need a deep fit for it to sound good, as Corn said. But like when you get that deep fit, like there is this vacuum um, problem, and it also causes some drive reflex. So you do have to like adjust it around your ear to get a deep fit, and also not causing like drive reflex to like, like to cut off or have to cause some kind of channel imbalance. So it does like it is something that you have to like fiddle around to again like for forty dollars or or seven dollars or however much you get it for if you like a base CIM I think this is this is, I, I I don't know that this is definitely something that you should check out you're not losing too much money even if you don't like it but right. enough on the base CIM uh, why don't we move on to something that's a little bit more neutral which is a very like a rare um, entry into these uh this budget range because most most budget range iems are a little bit heavier on the base side we have the uh the tin audio t2 care's favorite iem anthony you you love this iem too right uh, why don't why don't you start on this chai fi just the, the first ever budget chai fi i guess yeah this is this was a iem that um really surprised me when i first listened to it uh there was a lot of i guess hype surrounding it when it first came out, um, I guess I was participating a lot on Reddit back then, and yeah, it was for whatever reason the one of the most hyped IEMs on Reddit, and so I I ended up just buying it to check it out, and it really surprised me. And the reason was most IEMs that you buy, uh, you know, at your your local store, um, you know, in the U.S. it's like Best Buy or Target or whatever. Um, they have a very v-shaped signature and so there's a lot of bass and a lot of trouble and sometimes that there's a lot of mid bass which kind of bloats up and muddies everything and even if you look into most of the chi-fi market online um, you get that same type of sound signature 
for most anything under $100, uh, even today. The, the difference with the 10T2 is it has more of a, a neutral um, ne neutral kind of diffuse field sound signature. So it's a flatter bass response, and uh, it's got a kind of a large uh, pina gain. Um, so it does sound a little bright, but it's kind of it was a refreshing sound because it it didn't have the the muddiness and heavy bass response that a lot of other um, headphones and IMs do in that price range. So that that's what really drew me in, and I, I ended up really liking it because it was different, and it actually is closer to what I like uh, personally, anyway. And corn is that too much peanut for you? I know you love about peanut game. Uh, I didn't trade for a very long time, perhaps five to ten minutes. Uh, it was a bit bright for me, but yeah, it was fine. It was I, fine. I, 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 yeah, I have not much comments because I didn't have enough time with it. Yeah. I mean, nor should you give too much time for a $50 chi-fi. Can you have anything to add? Right. Um, for, for me, it's not my sound signature, so it's definitely not, not in my hit list. But uh, I do have to acknowledge that, well... Um, most like what like what and and said like most uh g5 is like just v very bassy very bloaty so yeah i have to acknowledge that it, it does have some technicalities um without without bass bloat and stuff so um uh, maybe a, a a a simplified way to put it could be it, it could it's a, it's a poor man's ex1000 for for oh. those folks that that like that like like some technicalities, you know, then and they don't like so much bass, or rather, they, they like even lesser bass than EX one thousand. And well, this this is a like at a fraction of the cost. It's a good starter kit for those who are starting out. Right, and I I think if you like something like neutral and you want something cheap, um, I think this 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 is probably the only. What maybe some of the their their later generation, but this is the cheapest from Tin Audio that has a neutral ish ish sound signature. Do do you have anything else to say about the T two, Anthony? It seems like not not that much lovers of the T two here between the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I guess we go to Just negatives. My my biggest negatives with the T two is getting the fit to to work. Um, so there, it has a kind of a bullet-shaped uh, look to it. And those type of, of IEMs don't really fit my ear well. And I know a lot of people complained about it being loose and, and not fitting, not sealing very well. And if you don't get it to seal very well, it's going to sound very bright and very piercing. Uh, and then the other issue I think the T T2 had when it first came out was the uh, it uses uh, MMCX connectors and the cable failed pretty often on it. And I think they've made some changes to fix it over time, but I don't know if they've fully you know, updated the actual original T2 or not. Okay, um, I guess it's, you know, and, and you know, for like a $50 Charify, I don't think people expect like perfect QC and the fit problem is, uh, could be like, you know, it varies from person to person, but um, why don't we move on to the next one, the, the Short Z Form 1.1. I actually heard that IEM when I was in China, and it's so forgettable, I actually don't remember what it sounds like. Um, you actually also have a review on the... The, the TriFi reviewers uh, in, in this group, uh, Anthony, have actually have a review of this IEM as well. Um, why don't you start again? Like, this is 
Uh. All right. Um, the show C Forum 1.1 is relatively new. I think it came out in December of last year, so about six months ago. It's, uh, I guess the unique feature in it is that it it's probably the cheapest beryllium-coated driver that you can get uh, on the market, as far as okay, I know. Yeah, so the 1.1 means it's 1DD, which is the beryllium-coated uh, driver, so it's not pure beryllium like a Focal Utopia or anything. Uh, and then the other one is the, it's a BA, so it's a, it's a hybrid. Um, oh, so okay. yeah, it's a hybrid. Uh, they I also have a new that. version called the 1.4, which is four BA and one, one dynamic. Uh, so with this one, I actually enjoyed it, but only with EQ. Uh, it has, um, kind of a, kind of a V-shaped signature and uh, so it's it's got a really fast punchy bass, uh, which is kind of representative of a of a beryllium coated driver, and but the uh, the big issue with with it for me was that the uh, treble range the treble region around seven to nine k is pretty well extended, so it it sounds very bright and very piercing. Uh, so I couldn't listen to it for most genres that I like, uh, and I end up having to dropped uh, uh, that area down by, I think, I want to say 6 dB. And that ended up toning it down to uh, something that was a lot more enjoyable. And so I ended up liking it with the with the modifications that had to be done. Um, in its pure stock form, I found it a little too bright. Yeah, and, and Ken, actually, I think this is your entry to, to the list, right? Um, so, so you want to maybe... Some some follow up to what you thought about this IEM, the one point one. Yeah, so um, it 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 has uh like yes the yes the yes the issue that the end talked about um the the treble uh, range there is a bit sibilant, it's a little sharp and piercing at times. It depends on on your songs. So basically, the the, the treble driver, the the the, the, the treble is not refined. So it's a little harsh, but for those treble lovers, they they will they will like it. Uh, for for this price, for a hybrid at this price, a hybrid under hundred bucks, uh, there's pretty much no competition, and well, un unlike the T two, which, well, you get the T two if you don't like sub bass. This actually has some bass going on, so, yeah, uh, this is is a it's a baseline, like if any new hybrid is to come out and, and can't even beat this, they shouldn't be in the market. So you're saying this is the shittiest hybrid on the market? That is listenable. That should exist. Yeah, that should exist. Yes. Corn, anything about that? I didn't know it was a hybrid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Uh, I don't think I've written anything about it, but I, I did try it. And uh, when I first tried it, the first, uh, in the first 30 seconds, um, the, the expression that went through my head was that, uh, like, uh, this is, this is, Possible. This is good. Okay, and after a while, I did find it sounding a little bit um dynamically compressed with the bass, which I'm not sure is whether the driver's fault or the tuning overall. Um, other than that, I find it to be pleasant overall, with a mid range that's perhaps a little odd, but in terms of tonal accuracy, it is still relatively okay. In my opinion, I, yeah, I like it. Like and and you know honestly I don't think uh, you know people should expect too much for something that's under a hundred dollars you know, and um why don't we just go on to the 
for the last of our under 100 list, a re-entry from 10 Audio T4. The update, well, well, you have the T2, the T2 Plus, and then we have T3, and then now the, the most current 10 Audio offering, the T4. Again, going to our Chi-Fi expert here, Anthony, that you actually have written a review about the T4. Is it a update over the T2? Is it worth that extra money, the extra $20, $30 over? Uh, I think it is. Uh, so the, the main the main difference is, is the, um, the T4 has a single dynamic driver as opposed to a dual dynamic of the T2. Uh, and, and then it has a kind of a fancier looking um, shell, which is more, I guess they were trying to go for the aesthetic of a, of a turbine blade engine of an airplane. Uh, so that was what their, their marketing hype was around. Uh, so I found it to be, um, you know, even though it has one less driver, I thought it sounded a little bit more detailed, um, that response was a little bit faster, and, and just overall, um, across the board, it sounded a little bit better. Uh, one of the, I guess if you look at like a graph, one of the things that uh, is slightly noticeable, some people noticed it, some people didn't, is that it had a little bit more warmth to it, so there's a little bit more of a, uh, I guess a, boosted bass response compared to the original T2, which um, which I think helped balance the sound signature a little bit better than the original T2, which some people may have thought it was too lean and too uh, too thin. Okay. Um, Corn, anything to, to add on the T4? I mean, there's really, it's a, it's a pretty natural progression, uh, you know, from, from the 2 to the 4. And, you know. hmm. uh, the T4 for me is a little bit lean sounding. Uh, I want more bass of it. Um, perhaps a little more lower mid-range, but uh, I, I would like more bass, more important. Um, it, it does remind me a little bit of the Tajim Oxygen in terms of the tonal balance, where it leans towards uh, some brightness. Mm, um, on a technical level, it is it is decent. Like, it is better, a little bit better than average. Yeah, so um, I think it feels to me to it feels to me like it is meant to be like a GRO7 kind of uh, uh, a, a step up from that, perhaps. Okay. Um, Ken? Yeah, Anything so, about the T4? Yeah, so like I like mentioned just now, the T2 is not my thing because like, well, sub-base is pretty much non-existent. So uh, T, for, for, for T4, yeah, pretty much got my well, passing mark because like, hey, sub bass is, is is there. Um, yes, it's an improvement over uh T two uh, as as a whole and uh in all the other aspects as well. Though it's not a lot of improvement, but um, well, pretty much every step is an improvement. And yeah, I do agree with with Con. It's, it's a it's a it's a budget oxygen. It's a it's a some similarities there, and well, and again at this price, there you go. All right, so. That would be the end of our list. So out of everything on that under 100 list, which one would you have, Anthony? Uh, for me, Anthony? I would probably pick... That's a tough one. Um, I think oh, I like the Form 1.1 probably the best overall. Um, I, I listened to that one probably the most and enjoyed it the most while I was reviewing it. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, I do want to mention really quickly that the, there was a Form 1.4 that I talked about quickly uh, before that came out that actually did fix some of the trouble sibilance issues, but it costs, uh, I think, three times more money, and it's not necessarily worth that much uh, for a small improvement that you can fix by EQ. Three times? Whoa, this yeah. is a lot. I All right, Ken. Close to twice. What's your, what's your pick? I know which one you're picking. What? Te- well, you guess. What am I? What was Seven five five. <laughs> yeah, I said like this. That's the original. I, 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 I do, I do like it. And yeah, if I'm going for some cheap beta, like, I just want a bass to to drown out the, 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 the surrounding. So yeah, seven five five will be it. But if I do want a little different, um, no, you only get to pick one. Come on. Oh, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, Colin, what's your pick? Uh, am I allowed this EQ? Because EQ well, whatever you want, man. What it's, what, it's, it's under a hundred dollars. You do whatever you want to. All right. Uh, okay. Assuming I use EQ, I will just get a T four and add a bass shelf on it. There you go. You buy a T two, you have the EQ it. Eh, as for me, I got my seven five five for free, so I can't complain. I think I don't think I'll ever buy anything under a hundred dollars. I haven't bought anything for that for a very long time. Why don't we move on uh to the next price bracket, which is $100 to $500, and we start the price bracket with Korn's favorite etymotic corner, starting with the ER2 series. Why don't you start, Korn? You are a lover of the ER2 series. Yeah, sure. Um, I remember back then, um, I was one of the, perhaps, the early few adopters for the ER2. Um, I started a kind of a hype train, a hype train over at uh, headphone headquarters. And everyone started, everyone started buying the ER2s. Uh, of the ER2, my pick would be the ER2XR because it is very extended in the well, uh, it's very extended in the sub base, but it can be a bit too sub base at times. Uh, as well as its treble being a little bit rolled off at the top end, perhaps the, not rolled off, sorry, perhaps more of the mid treble lacking presence, like around the 6 to 10k area perhaps. Other than that, uh, I think it's super. I think it's tuned very superbly. It is very inoffensive. It is, uh, it just sounds great on the go. Yeah, and and the ER two series is very different from the ER three and ER four because it's it's from a uh, a small dynamic driver, right? Yep. And and then what and that would be actually would would that be your pick? Like just you would pick ER two above over the ER three and four. Uh, specifically the ER2XR uh, over the ER3 and 4, where I find right. the ER3 and 4 is lacking a bit of sub-base. Okay. And Anthony recently wrote a, um, uh, hit, an article comparing the, the XR series on all the Ecomotic, like 2, 3, and 4. Uh, what, what's, what's your thought on, the, uh, on, on that series? Yeah, uh, I actually wrote a review on the ER2 SE and ER2 XR about a year ago as well. Um, oh. The ER2... XR is probably the most natural sounding of the Edomotic series, um, mostly because it has the dynamic driver. It's got a good, nice warming sound to it. And I actually, I think when I wrote the original review of the the ER2 series, I liked the XR more. But you know, looking back, I actually may prefer the the SE a little bit more because I I do find the the uh, base shelf of the XR to be a little bit more than what I like, and sometimes that. Um, 
can bleed into the mid range just a little bit more than I'd like. So um, either one, though. I mean, for one hundred and twenty nine dollars US, it's they're hard to beat uh, for what you get. Any comments on the three and four series on on the Edomotics? Or uh, you're, I think you're jumping ahead a little bit, but the the Am three I? yeah the three and four are also real good. I actually own the ER three XR right now. And uh, I, I use that every once in a while. Um, they they have. I, I, more... mean, I think we're we're talking about this like just the entire series as as one. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the three itself, uh, the three and four are you know single BA and over the, I guess over the two they have more, a uh, little bit better detail resolution, you know, a lot faster sound, and um, so I think people who like more listening to more detail and you know hearing every little intricacy will find that the the er3 and er4 are going to be better than er2 while the er2 might sound a little bit more natural and and more um laid back and uh kind of has that nice dd presence to it now going to ken i know you are a bass lover so i'm going to assume that you like the xr better and you i i think you're going to like if I, I never talked to you about this, but I, I'm gonna guess you like the ER2 XR better. But going against going against your you know your your ideology of subways loving, what yeah. why would somebody take the ER3 and four over the two? Okay, the 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 okay, so like well you you know I I like the ER2 XR. The the SE will be well to no base for me. The ER3 and four, yes, it does have better technicalities. Um, it is leaner from 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 the BA, but especially the the four 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 XR, which well you, you do get some some base from the BA base, um, but yeah you do get better imaging technicality separation and, and all this which the the DD uh, wouldn't deliver uh, that level of technicalities, but in turn you get well the DD base and a slightly more natural uh, tone like what. Uh, and and said and well uh timber for those who care about it and yeah so the the, the deal is you want technicalities or do you want to just uh, get a more natural sound and and i think anthony wants to like and obviously anthony has the er3 right do you have the er3 anthony i have the er3 xr yeah you have the xr and and what makes you and that's honestly not that much more expensive than the 2xr which is only 20 dollars more expensive um so again like is, is the detail and resolution why you pick the 3xr over the 2xr yeah that's the main reason um the the price also fluctuates quite a bit uh, on all of these uh so i, I actually got the er3xr for 129 um okay so it was actually the same price as the er2 uh, I think the ER3, so if you, if you listen, I've listened to all, all of these now, the ER2, 3, 4, and both the normal and extended, uh, extended versions. And, um, I think the ER3XR is right in the middle between the ER2 and ER4 series, uh, in terms of its sound signature. And that's kind of why I liked it. Um, the ER2 just was a little too warm for me. Uh, and talking about the XRs, and the ER4 was a little too shouty and maybe a little too bright for me, um, and kind of in that lower trouble and upper mid range. So the ER3 kind of fit right in between those two. Am I hearing that there's really no reason to buy the 
four now, year four, because like nobody really talks. And you know, it being like you know twice as the price uh, compared to the two and three series, is is there really no reason to buy the four now? The four, I mean, the four gives you. Uh, I think if people like, it'll give you probably the most uh, clarity and and presence because it has the it has a more trouble extension or at least the the trouble is lifted a little bit higher than the ER3. The ER3 is actually probably the darkest of the the whole series because it does uh it doesn't have as much trouble gain as the other two. Uh so for most detail resolution at least at least maybe uh perce- perceived trouble uh perceived detail resolution I think the ER4 is going to be the the one to get Okay, and and three kind of just sits in between the two, and you kind of want the best of both worlds or the worst. You know, depends on how how much you like DD base or or whatever. Core, do you have anything to add on the Enomotic series? Uh, I I used to have an ER four SR. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, going back to uh, like which one? Like, if you gave me a choice of two, three, or four, I would still get a two over the three and four because the two just has. Uh, is that just a better total balance in my opinion? So yeah. Would, would right. you pull the two S S E instead of the XR? Oh wow, that's a good question. Uh, I think I'll go for ER four XR over the ER two S E. Why? Oh no, like just ER two. Would you take the XR or the S E? ER two or the XR. Oh okay, so you like yeah. the base? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Well, I I think now we need to move on to the ear dildo from the ear dildo talk. We can uh maybe some a new a newcomer to the game. Well, I say new, but but not really. Uh, with Moondrop and their uh very Harmon like tuning offerings with the Moondrop Starfield slash KXXS. Uh, I personally love the KXXS. Uh, I have not heard of it. Uh, I love it because of the waifu. But aside from the waifu, uh, what 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 do you love about it, Anthony? Yeah, I actually haven't heard the Starfield, so my only impression of Moondrop is the KXXS and, and the now discontinued Kanos Pro. Uh, they, at least in, in the KXXS, um, I like its balanced sound signature. It They try to follow kind of the Harman target uh, with a little bit more warmth, uh, so you have a little bit more lower mids than you would on a normal Harman target, which... Um, you know, some people prefer that because some some people find that it's a little thin if you don't have a little bit extra morph there. Um, the KXXS, um, you know, so it has a, a really good fit for me. Um, it has a small shell. Um, it looks really nice. Kind of looks like jewelry in, in some ways. So it could be bad or, or good depending what you like. And um, so it fits me really well. It, it sounds pleasant. Um, there's nothing tonally wrong with it. Um, it does lack a little bit of technicalities, but that's kind of expected for this type of price range. And um, yeah, uh, there's yeah not, nothing really to complain about besides, uh, I guess I guess one little thing about the KXXS that I didn't like was they increased the uh, treble just a little bit where it, it can become a little harsh and or maybe a little sibilant at, some, at times for me. Um, I preferred the discontinued Knoss Pro a little bit more, but you know the changes are are very subtle, and I believe the Starfield. And again, I haven't listened to it. The Starfield is kind of the 
in-betweener between the Canos Pro and KXXS, and it takes kind of the 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 best parts of both of them and combine it into a, a newer, uh, lower-priced uh, IEM. Right, and, and I think for around $100, um, and and without being able to demo, I think the Harman, like, or, or Moondrop, and their Moondrop version of the Harman target on the KXSS or Sarfio or, or uh, Canaz Pro, I, I feel like if somebody wants, like, you know, if somebody asks, like, oh, I have 100 bucks, and I don't know what I like, I think, uh, I think a, a very good starting point would just be the $100 kicks. Uh, I mean, the, the Starfield. Um, uh, and going into, like, the Harman Target or whatever, I know that corn. Again, too shouty for you, corn. Yeah. Uh surprisingly, I'm all right. Somehow, oh, okay. I'm surprised. Know. Yeah. Uh, Is I it like because of the waifu? Uh, I nah. I don't like waifus. I prefer JoJo's. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the KXSS sounds all right to me. Um, I like the balance. Um, I don't find it too trebly for me as well. Uh, compared to Anthony, but uh. For the star field, it does sound a little weird to me at times. Perhaps okay. uh, this person doesn't have enough treble, I don't know. Or he has too much warmth, I'm not exactly sure, but the star field does sound a little weird next to the KXSS, next to the KXXS for me. So I'll prefer the... I'll, I'll just go for the KXSS if I was given a choice. Okay. What about you, Ken? Any any thoughts on the, on the single DD Harmon? I know which one you like better, which is coming up on the list. <laughs> yeah okay just 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 these two so of course the kxss uh came out first and then uh of course it came out after canals pro i heard canals pro so I, I heard kxss and then uh starfield so well and it's, it's pretty much right that that uh he was guessing starfield is pretty much in between in in, in the, the the tone t uh tuning wise is, is pretty much right but the kxss yes as what concept is definitely better um technicalities but i got a feeling it's not not just based on the uh travel more on the kxss it's also probably the manufacturing process for lower costs the 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 cheaper dd but at at this price um 80 percent more is, is a good almost 80 percent more for the kxss for for the budget folks and they want something that is that's decent like like what do you say 100 bucks i want to i want to start off starfield is a good start it's pleasant yeah, and I think uh, you know, um, may maybe going back and from from going back to corn from a recommendation standpoint, uh, the 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 Starfield and the UR two XR series are around that low one hundred price. So not not to your personal preference. I know you probably prefer the UR two XR more, but for somebody who likes a general sound signature, would you recommend the Starfield over the UR two XR corn? Oh wow, well, this is a difficult question. Uh, I would still recommend the ER two over the Starfield. No, 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 none of your personal bias shit. Come on. Uh, then probably the Starfield because it. I mean, the feed isn't as jarring as the ER two. Right. And and, and any other reason that you might take the Starfield over the ER two XR, or you might take the XR over the Starfield? Uh, I mean, personal reasons aside, is just. The sound quality on ER2, in my opinion, is just a bit better. Oh, okay. Starfield. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Anything, anything on, to compare, Anthony, on, on the two, like, you know, the low 100 range IEMs? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I agree with Korn that uh, the ER2 is probably, you know, a little bit better technical-wise and, and whatnot. But 
some people don't like uh, jamming uh, a thin tube into your ear as far as the, you know as far back as you can, and, and there's a definitely comfort wise difference between the Edemotic and the Moondrop. Uh, like I mentioned before, the, all the Moondrop, uh, I guess the Canos Pro and the KXXS, I actually could sleep in those, so they were that comfortable for me. Uh, so comfort sometimes takes priority over sound quality. Yeah, f f fair enough. And I think I, I can understand that people don't want to, you know, shove an edemotic in, all the way inside their ears. And it definitely depends on, uh, you know, how used to it you are. It, def it does get like, you do have some kind of physical fatigue, you know, after leaving edemotics in your ears for a little bit too long, which you really shouldn't. Um, well, why don't we move on to, you know, to, uh, to something I don't want to talk about, the, uh, the Chi-Fi Mid-Fi hybrid game, which is uh, Ken's entry to, his, uh, to this pile of shit, the Eco OH-1 and the Eco OH-10. What, what do you say to those, like, you know, no, this Chi-Fi Mid-Fi hybrid? All right, so um, for 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 OH one, like so, just now we talk about um, the the ER two XR and 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 the Starfield. So for for those folks like like well, we we all pretty much agreed that the Starfield had well a little bit poor poor technicalities that as as compared to KXSS and as well as ER two XR. But hey, if you want a little bit more base, more technicalities slash more treble, the OH one at at around the same price uh, range will will fit the bill. So you're saying it's just a different like version, like a like maybe like a maybe good tech good technicality for the price, but just different uh tuning compared to the to the XR, right? I wouldn't say it's more technical, definitely, that but it has a few things that 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 people may enjoy more, like because it's 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 of the treble leaf. So um, I I find that the imaging is 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 quite okay. And yeah, if you don't want the animatics uh, fit, you want more sub base, and you, you you still want a bit more travel. There you go. It's 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 like ten dollars more. Yeah, cool, cool. Corn, anything to add on the on the Chi-Fi hybrid here? Um, the OH ten is a bit of a uh, a love hate relationship for me, where I like the amount of travel extension it has, but at the same time, to me, the travel and the base is. It's like vying for extension. Uh, it's like vying for attention, and it can sound a bit too try hard, too forced in some sense. And yeah, about the OH one, I don't know whether I'll go for that over the ten, because the ten to me is just a straight improvement. Um, and I think that they are just a shitty version of the Hyla CE five. Um, and, and again, not to say that that's a bad thing because the CE5 is, you know, $900 when it was still on the market. Uh, but I, I am a strong, you know, preacher of a chi-fi, mid-fi hybrid. You pick one, not all three. Okay, Ken? All right, I'm so, very again. Okay, go so, ahead. Uh, yeah, so, okay, just, just now we're talking about just the OH1, right? So for OH10, so like the, the, the same price point, 189 bucks, you know, KXSS. So the, the reason why OH10 is in this list is because if we're going to match uh, K KXSS at 189, I would rather take the OH10. Because I, I, I get the travel extension, I get the sub-base. It's the same price. You know and, what? And probably just as good technical, this is not better. Yeah. 
Doesn't Eco have their own waifu as well? I'm not sure. I just said it. I think so. Oh. Yeah, they do. They do. Oh, they do. <laughs> and, and you know what? I think drops waifus. Yeah. See, that's why I think the KXS wins out right there, just because it has a better waifu. Oh no! There you go. You you lost. But you know, <laughs> let's let's move on from that. That's that's had nothing to do with performance, but waifu performance. I think for the recommendation, we come from probably the best single DD Harmon tuning I am. What also arguably the best looking waifu, the Taichi Gym Oxygen. Um, so I, I, I personally love this IEM because uh, for, well, more so than less than performance reasons uh, because the owner of, of uh, Taichi Gym uh, actually is from the same hometown as, as me. So I think he, he scores some, you know, uh, hometown bro points there. He also had, the Taichi Gym Oxygen also have their own waifu, which is a, uh, at a higher tier, no offense to Moondrop, at a higher tier, a better design waifu. And it's also, I think, in my opinion, a better performer over the KXSS. And Ken actually loves the oxygen as well. Isn't that right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I do like it. So, like, for this price tier, um, under 500 bucks, uh, single DD and you want Harmon. And, like, comparing all the Harmon-like with base boost uh, single DD, the oxygen is the best. Just because in terms of like technical performance, right? Yes, technical performance. Um, the the base, the base texture, yeah, yeah, the imaging, separation, extension, every, you know, yeah. But like at, at, at and even if you're comparing it to the most expensive offering from Moondrop, which is the KXSS, it is. Do you think it's worth an extra eighty dollars? You know, maybe don't think about it as eighty dollars. Do you think it's worth that extra one-third of the cost, maybe like one-fourth, one-third of the cost over KXSS? And do you really think it's worth like twice the cost over the Starfield? Okay, for me to start with, KXSS, I would rather take OH10. So I would take Oxygen anytime over KXSS. But okay. um, over, over Starfield, it's, it's a different story because like, you know, budget constraint. If someone has the budget of uh, Starfield and well, it's gonna be hard to push for oxygen, so I'm I'm not gonna push that person hard to, to go for oxygen. Starfield is a pretty good budget buy. Okay, and and sh is is this like kind of a natural progression? Like if you want some harm, like if you like Harmon, let's say you want to get Starfield, and then you want something better. Is is oxygen? I I feel like oxygen would be like the natural upgrade into like into like you know. Onto Starfield, right? Like if you want something better than Starfield, you would just buy the oxygen, right? Right. It's, if you're looking at single DD, um, uh, uh, Harmon with base boost and an upgrade from Starfield, oxygen is it? All right, Corn. Anything about that? Best, best, best Harmon DD. Uh, uh, for me, it's very thin sounding. I don't know why. Maybe it's the bad feet. I don't know. Like the like the shell is completely trash at like having an ergonomic feet on my ear, so. I don't get much base out of it, but at the same time, there is a steel, there is still a seal, so it's very weird for me. And nah, this oxygen isn't really my thing at all, really. Okay, yeah, you you know what, you're just a waifu hater, but you know if you ask me, and I'm always right. Best Harmon D single DD, best most well designed waifu. Everybody should just get the Titan Oxygen instead of the Moondrop offerings. Has nothing to do with sound, just you know, top tier waifu. That's all. Uh, why don't we move on Thanks. from the waifus? Uh, why don't we move on from the waifus? Another IEM that Ken used to have or still have, I don't know. Uh, I still have it. Sony, oh, you still have it the Sony MDR EX800 series. 
Why don't you start us off with that? Okay, so I think this is a great hype on the EX1000, uh, EX but um, it's a little sharp. Although, yes, yes, it's more technical, um, etc. on that. But yeah, it was a little sharp for me, and I thought that EX800 is a, it's, it's a good balance. It's a little bit more base, a little bit more warmth, and less sharp, less less teen. And, well, uh, the, the biggest drawback is the lack of isolation, but the... The uh the base the base texture from the sixteen mm DD, um is awesome. And of course, the deep fit is a must for for this, and it doesn't fit everyone. But if you can fit and you're not looking for isolation, you're using it in a in a, in a different environment. This is great. Right, and, and I actually have the first time I actually heard the uh, the EXA hundred was actually uh, uh from Corn, and at that time he had the uh. He has the uh, 800 series, and I have the EX1K, and we, uh, and we compare. And I, I do kind of like the EX800, but for me, it does lack, you know, a little bit of technicality. You, you like corn, like you, obviously you like the 800 more. So, is there anything like you want to say about the 800? Um, I used to like the 800 more, but nowadays, uh, if if you can find an EX1K in condition, I'll just get the EX1K over it. Uh. Honestly, the problem with EX1K is that a lot of units out there are uh, have their filters removed, so they are like even extra, so they're like extra bright. But if you have an EX1K with its filters still intact, uh, it does sound like a like a straight up like a better EX800. Like it, it's still the same amount of warmth, but yes, better clarity, better imaging. Okay, so so just buy a buy a good used EX1K then, I guess. There's not much to say about that. Can you have anything else to add on the 800 series? All right. So, well, like, like I mentioned earlier, it's just like if you like more travel and clarity, sure, by all means, take the okay. the 1000. But if 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 the if the sharpness, the the the, the travel pick on on the on the EX1K is too much and you want a little bit more base, EX800. All right. Um, going back into my TriFi MidFi hybrid, uh, the, probably the only person I've heard the uh, the Moondrop Blessing two. Anthony, you love this IEM, and you love it so much that you don't want to give it to me so I can shit on it. <laughs> why don't you start that? And, and, and you bought it, right? You bought it with your own money, That's how I, and you love it that much. Well, I, I won't say I love it, but uh, so the, the Blessing 2 is um, the newest, I think, Moondrop hybrid. Well, maybe not the newest anymore, but the um, newest, I guess, mid-fi uh, Moondrop um, hybrid. Uh, it's um, so I made a, I guess I made a preference curve about a year and a half ago, and surprisingly, when I got the blessing too, I measured it, and it actually pretty much hit my my uh, preference target almost to a T. So uh, that was positive, and and then um, I listened to it, and it sounds pretty good. Um, so it's got a small base shelf, um, I think about four to four to five dB base shelf. Uh, and then it has a, a Pina gain that's slightly less than a Harman target, so it 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 has some presence there, but not not too much where it becomes fatiguing or harsh. And it's got you know pretty decent treble extension. Um, doesn't go all the way out to twenty or anything, but it it's it's decent. Uh, my biggest issue with it is that the uh, the shell is pretty large, and it's got kind of a kind of a weird triangular fit to it. Um, which which isn't the worst part. The worst part for me is the actual bore. 
Um, the nozzle is six and a half millimeters, which uh, for my little tiny um, ear canal on the on my right ear, it's it can be pretty painful. And I went through I don't know I want to say like forty or fifty different ear tips to try to find the right fit. Um, and and I still can only wear this IM for maybe an hour at a time without having some sort of pain or or having to readjust it to make make sure it doesn't um, cause any any future pain. Uh, but otherwise, I think it sounds really good for for its price range. Um, I like it for uh, a lot of jazz music I'm listening to now, and and um, yeah, I think it's a pretty good all arounder. Some people may find the bass a little limp and and a little maybe too fast and uh, not enough weight to it. But for me, that's kind of what I like, so um, it works well for for my taste. Yeah, oh, you love it so much, but it doesn't love you. How unfortunate, right? And uh, I, and unfortunately, you are uh, you are probably the only person you you already well, not probably you are the only person out of the four of us have heard it. So I don't think any of us have anything to say about it. Um, and you always you knew my thoughts on you know the high five the chai five mid five nonsense. Um, but so enough with the boring moon drop blessing two talk. Probably the best I am out in that category. Surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, once again. Recently, Sony have just reduced the price on their entire IER lineup. The M7 is now 499 US dollars. At that price range, I do not think, in terms of technical ability, technicality, or whatever you want to put it, I think at the five under 500 category, this is the IEM to get. As much as I like to hate on the M7, M9, with this price reduction, I feel like this is a no-brainer budget buy here with the Sony <laughs> IER M7. Um, Corn, M7, best IEM under $500, yes or no? Uh, yes, I guess. Um, compared to the M9, it is a... I mean, it is an M9 without that tweeter as well as a little bit different crossover. So uh, it does sound a little, I guess, a bit, a little less uh, low resolution compared to the M9, but it is still, I mean, it is in, it, it is own price range, it is still quite a beast. Uh, it sounds warm, it sounds pleasing, and I just think it's a very safe tuning that I feel that very little would hate. Right. Uh, Ken, you have anything to add on the, on the best budget mid-fi Sony? Oh, it's, 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 a, it's a baby M9. It's, it's a warmer... It is. Warmer version of the M9 without without one extra tweeter um, um, drivers, less travel, slash travel extension. So the perceived, the whole perceived sound signature is warmer. Well, it is warmer, right? And, mm-hmm. well, it's the best technicalities for, 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 for this price. And, yes, it's a baby M9. Yeah, and, and I think, like, it's it's kind of hard to get. It's, it's a general all-rounder. Again, like, this is... Uh, topping the the chart on the uh, 500 category because it's right a dollar cheaper than 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 you know 500 dollars 499 for for M7 and I think uh, we we have a lot more cheaper options but I think uh, maybe it's just me but maybe if you have for me maybe if you have like three four hundred dollars to spend it it might be fair if you want to spend a hundred dollars fine don't get the M7 but if you want to like have like three fifty or four hundred dollars to spend I think it's fair for me to ask hey you know this is a good, like a very good all-rounder, and it, it like this can just be 
I think I can, I, okay, maybe not me, but I think a lot of people can be happy with just having the M7 as their only IEM. And it will do uh, most genre very well. And I think, um, and if you want to go a more expensive option, there is a, a big brother to that. And, and it will be, that will be later in the podcast. But I think for, for under $500, I think this, this is the IEM to get. Nothing else. I don't think. I don't think anything else comes close. Uh, anybody else? No. Okay. Well, why don't we move on to uh, the Anthony True Wireless corner, the lover of uh, True Wireless and hater of technicalities. Anthony, why don't you take it away? <laughs> Anthony, no. Yeah. Hi. Um, True Wireless. So yeah, I had when we were making this list originally. There, you know, there was a under 100 and then 100 to 500 category. And I think I was the only one who started putting true wireless things in there. And, and the reason behind that was not necessarily that they're the best sounding um, IEMs, but they're the most versatile. And for the price, I think, and, and for a lot, what a lot of people prefer is, uh, you know, on the go use and ease of use and, and whatnot. So I started putting a, a list of uh, well, it's really just three um, recommendations for true wireless. One of them actually I've not heard yet, and that was more of um, Ken's recommendation. But um, the first one uh, is the Samsung Galaxy Buds, and um, those are uh, I think around a hundred to well, I think the original one is about a hundred and nine dollars now regular price, but you can easily find it for between 60 and $110 um, on sale or, or, or used. And then there's also the Galaxy Buds Plus, which just came out, and those are $149. And for me, that's my, my pick overall. It's my favorite um, true wireless at this, at this time. And they've, you know, they follow the Harman Target really well. Uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Harman Target, but it really works um, for most people. And, and I think even if I don't like it as much as you know my own preference curve I still can enjoy it um, and and so uh, I found that the the whole package the the fit of it the battery life of it and also the uh, accompanying uh, galaxy app um, just makes the whole package really really nice um, the the app itself has a bunch of different presets that you can kind of tweak to different sound signatures so with the original Galaxy Buds, you actually can, if you like, um, you know, if you like etymotic sound, you just go to the treble, um, I think the treble boost uh, setting, and it'll make it into a, a DF type tuning. And if you like it to be a V shape, you just switch it to dynamic. And if you like Moondrop sound signature, you can change it to soft or, or, or you know, and so on, so on. So you can uh, quickly change your um, tonality to kind of what your favorite IEM is uh, pretty quickly on the fly. Um, anything on the Sony? Uh, yeah, so the second one on the list is the Sony um, WF-1000XM3. Uh, um, the main reason I put that one on the list is because it has really, really good active noise canceling. I actually don't really like the fit of it very much because... Uh, uh, like I mentioned before many times, my I have trouble putting some some types of IEMs into my right ear, 
and this is one of them where it, it's a constant struggle. Uh, and also because the because it's active noise canceling, they need to put the microphone you know, further out, and it has all the electronics built into it, so it actually sticks out of your ear. Um, and and so it it does become kind of fatiguing to wear. But you know, I used it on several several trips uh, last fall, and the noise canceling worked really really well on airplanes. And and it also has a really nice warm sound signature that I think a lot of people enjoy. All right, and on to the Apple AirPod Pro, and that's Ken's entry into the wireless thing. And it is probably the most expensive one out of the three. Uh, why do you love so much about it, uh, being an Apple lover, Ken? <laughs> okay, so I, I heard all of this uh, wireless, except the Plus, because it, it, it was new, and because of this uh, current situation, I didn't get to, to, to try it. So uh, for, for the buds, it was a little too, too shouty for me. And I, the rest of the EQ, they, they sort of try and fix it for me, but didn't really make a wow factor. It was just all right, you know, it's just definitely a pretty good good purchase at the price. For the Sony, um, it's, it's awesome because the, the, the EQ um, settings for the app are comprehensive on both um, iOS and, and Android. And yeah, you can pretty much EQ to something you like, but definitely you need some knowledge uh, on that. So out of the box, it could be a little sharp. Um, at, at the travel region for some people could be a bit sibilant. Um, and then comes with the AirPod Pro. That's the best fitting for me. Like, uh, I usually have a lot of trouble fitting the, the true wireless. And, well, the AirPod Pro just just works. So that, that is fit. Because it does go to sound. So uh, this is the largest uh, DD in there. Uh, so for me, it's the best base. And the integration with um, iOS is fabulous. I don't use iPhone, but I use I I iPad Pros. And yeah, the integration is, is, is great. Pairing and, and the transparent mode, the noise cancelling. But the sound is the deal. No, no EQ, nothing. Just by default, out of the box, it works. Nice bass. Yeah. Good and, and I think, I think it has, a, has like, you know, when it comes to the true wireless IEMs, which I, I don't really care about, um, it does have to, like, you know, again, this is like more of a price of performance list. So, I think we, we don't really factor too much into ease of use. I, I don't think I can deny the fact that, you know, maybe not having wires, uh, some people might prefer not having wires when they're, you know, out and about and doing whatever they want. Um, but but I do have a question for Anthony. Um, how, how if, if there's no wires, how do I use my 4.4 millimeter jack? Your imagination. I don't think my imagination is that good for my 4.4 millimeter jack, and I'm talking about my earphones. <laughs> right. Core, do you have anything to say about that? Not the uh, joke. The true wireless garbage. I'm not sorry. Ah, uh, um, yeah. I used to work in an audio store and uh, I was selling true wireless stuff, but I've never really gotten into it because I just find the sound to be uh, just alright, I guess. Galaxy buds are a little bit too thick for me. A little bit too bright. Um, I haven't tried the buds plus yet. Are the WF100SM3, uh, they do sound a little uh, generic in some sense. I'll EQ down the warmth and yeah, I mean, I would just get the WF100SM3 if I'm looking for a nice uh, kind of true wireless set and then apply a EQ to reduce the warmth. You know what, I'll just get the 755 with a wire and I'll deal with me having a wire for about $200 less. And anything that's up there, but you know, uh, again, that that will be the end of the category from 100 to 500. Now let's do that little picking game, and obviously there's a lot more choice here. 
And I think the three of us would have the same answer under 500 bucks. What would you, what would your be? What would your IEM be, Anthony? Well, I haven't listened, I haven't listened to the M7 yet. So, so yeah, obviously you can't, you don't get the picture. Yeah. Uh, that's a tough one. I, I, I have to, if I had to choose, if I could choose two of them, uh, one. yeah, I can't choose one. That's hard. Fine, two. Okay, Just good. Just pick your blessing two and then yours. Yeah. So, so the blessing two, to be honest, the blessing two probably isn't my favorite of the under 500. It's not even listed here. It's probably the Dunu DK3001 Pro. And I actually took that off because I think the blessing two is a better value. Because uh, the bla- the DK three thousand one Pro costs dude, almost fifty percent more. Show things out of the list. Sorry, that's not allowed. <laughs> but so of the list, my every the one I use the most is actually the Galaxy Buds. So okay, yep, Galaxy Buds. There you go. Um, Corn M seven. Yes or no? Um, like I agree that M seven is the best uh, among yes. the under five hundred category. All but, right, that's all but, I need to hear. No, there's no but I'll still get an ER two. Oh my god. Ken? M7? Yes? Alright, for Wyatt, definitely M7. Oh no, no, no. There's no but here. Come on, we're not doing but three times. No, because there's the different category, right? Like why? No, 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 same category. I don't care. You just have to live with the wire. 500 bucks to live with the wire. Come on, man. Okay, I'll take M7. There you go. Good. Short and sweet. You see, obviously, there's really no... We all agree here that M7 is the obvious choice, right? for the under 500 range. So if you want to something that's around that range, just get the M7 and nothing else. And I think that's what you should get out of this part one of the podcast. <laughs> if you want a budget under 100 IEM, you should just get the 755. And if you want something between 100 and 500, just get the M7, you know, as Sony dominates the yeah. price category. Um, I think I have to add, add, add this. No. If you're using Android, and, well, quite a lot of people are using Android, and even um even for iOS, uh, the 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 Sony has has the app. So, the Sony is is is, is definitely a good all rounder with multiple devices. If you have, if you have both Androids and, and iOS and and PC or whatever or Mac, you know the the Sony will work, and because the, the profile is the EQ profile is safe in the IEM, so you don't have to worry. You know, wait, are, you, are you talking about the Sony wireless? Yes, the Sony wireless. So I, I, we don't care it, about wireless. No, this is not. It is. It is. It is great for for for, for everyone. Whereas the Apple, well, if you have an have a Mac, have any Apple device, there you go. No, no, no. This is this is not the, the true wireless podcast. Just just <laughs> get the M7. All right, cut cut this. Yeah. This is this is part this is part one. We're doing part two later. <laughs>